0: Hey, this is Pastor Bob Steven, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. We're going to spend some time here in the month of October talking about this emotion called Fear talking about this emotion called fear. You see, fear has many facets to it, many faces to it. And so we're going to be looking at that throughout this whole month, different aspects of fear and how, with God's help, we can actually meet those fears and defeat those fears with God's help. Today, the facet of fear that we want to look at is something called anxiety. Anxiety. Other people refer to it as worry, right? And the actual word, in there's a Greek word that's used about 17 different times in the New Testament for worry and anxiety. It could either be kind of worry that really we shouldn't be worried about, and it also could mean stuff we should be worried about, <laughs> right? Or, or at least be concerned about. So what I've come here to tell you, it's a, here, here's the thing. The reason that's important is anxiety, worry can actually paralyze us if we're not careful. It can have such a negative effect on us and also on the people or in the people whose lives we actually interact with as well. So it doesn't just impact us. It could actually impact others. And that's why we want to look at that today. But here's what I've come to tell you. We can learn how to face our worry and learn to be unafraid by cultivating a heart that is actually anxious for nothing. Wouldn't that be great to have a heart that's actually anxious for nothing? Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Now let me give you a little context here. Paul was writing this from a prison cell. As Paul was penning these words, he was in a prison cell. Now, just imagine if Paul had any reason at all to be anxious or worried, a prison cell would probably be a good cause for that, wouldn't it? If you were in a, in a prison and didn't know what the next thing was going to be, he was being guarded by Roman guards who were known to torture and uh, be very cruel to prisoners. And yet here's Paul in a prison telling us that we shouldn't be anxious. In fact, he says we shouldn't be anxious about anything nothing. That's no thing, right? How do we do that? How did Paul do that? He was able to do it, and you and I are able to do it by one thing, and that's trusting God. That's how he was able to be in a circumstance, in a position of sitting in a prison cell, and yet have the peace of God to ward off his anxiety. It says he was And he's telling us, don't be anxious about anything. Because we have to understand, you see, it's God's peace that is what will settle your anxious heart. We say that again, it's God's peace. That's the recipe for settling your anxious heart. And we get that peace when we focus on God and not the circumstances that we're in. We say that again. You get God's peace when you focus on him. And not focus on the actual circumstance that you find yourself in that may be bringing you those anxious thoughts. Now, fear, as we've already stated, it, it is a real emotion. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, we shouldn't discard it and pretend it doesn't exist. No, it exists. Fear is a real emotion. And usually fear can be kind of divided into two different categories. There's irrational fear. And then there's rational fear. So, fear irrational fear. What does that look like? So you're sitting here. I'm going to just give you my example. So I'm, I'm sitting outside on a chair, just having a great time. And all of a sudden I see this little bug crawling near my feet. Okay. I don't like bugs. I don't like snakes, but I don't like bugs either. So some of y'all, maybe y'all can I, can I get an amen? Anyone out there don't, don't like bugs. Okay. But here's the thing. Why am I concerned about this little tiny bug that I could squish in about three seconds? Does that bug actually pose a threat to me? Of course not. But you see, I have an irrational fear that, oh, this bug might do something. You see, an irrational fear is something that we fear that really isn't something that we need to fear. Right? We all have those in our life, right? On the other side, we do have rational fears. These are things that are actually legitimate reasons to be concerned. Hey, what's going on with the economy right now? Every time you go to the grocery store, price is going up. Driving to the gas station, price is going up. Do we have reason to be concerned? Sure. That's a rational worry. That's a rational fear. But here's the thing. It is possible... To face our fears without anxiety. See, just because the fear exists doesn't mean we have to allow it to become an anxious thought, okay? That's what we are in control. Fear is, fear is going to come. Fear is going to come. We need to know how to deal with that fear. Now, here's the thing. What Paul learned is that the best way to face his fear was just to put his trust in God for everything, for everything. So you might say, Paul, learn this phrase, it ain't nothing but a thing. Come on. That's what Paul, sitting in a prison cell, I know you think you got me locked up, it ain't nothing but a thing. I know you think you're gonna stop me, or you think you're gonna stop me from preaching the gospel, it ain't nothing but a thing. I know you're trying to take my very life, it ain't nothing but a thing. That's the heavenly attitude that we can have when we give everything, we give our anxiety, we give our worry to God and let him deal with it. What if Philippians say, go to God, pray about everything. Don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Bring it all to God and he will give you what a peace, man. What's the kind of peace he talks about though? He says, it's a peace that you can't even understand. Okay, I don't know about you, have, have you ever had that time in life when things, or maybe you've seen somebody, maybe you've even had, maybe you haven't had that time yet, and, and, and I'm praying God gives it to you, but either you've had it or you've seen it in somebody, when the world is, it seems to be falling apart, and yet there's this peace. It's like, man, what's going on? I mean, I remember, gosh, babe, how many years ago is it now? 15, 14 years ago, I was working in the corporate world, lost my job, and I, and I came home. And I said, babe, you know, job's gone today. But there was, she just looked at me and said, it's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, we started praying. I said, and I, I did." there's this, this peace that came over me. I have no idea. I mean, come on. you been there? You've been in the worst circumstance and situation you can think about and yet there's just this peace or you watch somebody walk through some tough life event. They lose a loved one. They lose a job. The world just seems they have all kinds of reasons like I did to be anxious and worried. That's the peace that the world don't understand. I remember people That we'd we'd tell about it. And they'd say, "Man, how you doing? I don't know. I just believe God's got got something better. And guess what? God did have something better. (laughs) Come on. God had a lot better. As As a matter of fact, I traced that event back to a complete change in my life. That was actually... Probably, no, I'm going to say, that may have been the very best thing that actually ever happened to me in my life. Because what it did is it set me on a different path and a different road to, to to where I am now. Man, I'm telling you, that peace, you can't buy that peace. You can't purchase it. God is the only one that can give you that peace that passes anything that we can understand anything. So here's what I want to tell you. Listen up. Here's what I want to tell you today. It's not always what we go through. It's how we go through it. That's the key. It's not what comes up against you. It's how you handle it. That's what I'm here to tell you today. You see, because fear is in fact part of our human experience. It is. It is. But you know, how many people know that sometimes... We kind of have a tendency to contribute to our own problems, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, life throws enough at us, but sometimes we kind of throw a little wood on the fire, so to speak, right? Anybody beside me ever done that? Here's the thing: we can we can do that too with our anxiety. I want to I want to show you five ways that that we can, in some way, either create more anxiety or contribute to more anxiety in our lives that that we actually do to ourselves, okay? Because it's important we see this so that we know, hey, we don't want to be doing that. The first one is this. We can create anxiety with our words. With our words. You know, God, go back to Genesis, read this. God spoke the world into existence, he spoke it. He spoke it, and then it happened. This world was created with words. Your world is created with your words. Hear me. Your world is created with your own words. And if we're constantly speaking negative, if we're putting that out in the atmosphere, you see? do you see how that can lead to our own anxiety? Right? We're, we're stoking that fire by what we speak, by what we say. I mean, going back to that job loss example, what if I had said, oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm sunk. I I could have, and I'm not going to say I didn't say that a time or two. But if I had stayed in that mindset and just continually kept repeating those words, how soon do you think, I could have gotten out of it. It probably would have taken me a lot longer. At some point, I had to change my words to say, God, I'm going to see this as an opportunity. God, thank you for this chance to go do something different. Thank you for opening new roads, new direction. Our words, your words, are powerful. They can help eliminate some anxiety, or they can add to it. Let's, let's not add to it. Let's use our words to get us out of anxiety. The second way is how we approach things. You know, so much today, if you ask somebody, how are they doing? What's probably what the first thing they say? I'm busy. Anybody ever hear that? You just walk up to, you know, friend, relative, neighbor. We ask that normal first question. Hey, how you doing? I'm really busy, man. Got a lot going on. I've said that. a lot. You see, we do have a lot going on, right? But the the thing is, it's not so much that we have a lot going on, is a lot of the anxiety comes from how we're handling what's going on, right? Let me just give you a, a, a simple example. So you have to be at work at 830. Well, you think, oh my gosh, if I if I leave at 8.15, I may be able to get there right at 8.30 and you're weaving in traffic, you're dodging. What's your anxiety level by the time you get to work at 8.30? It's pretty high. Do you see how you actually created that on all on your own? And now all of a sudden you show up to work at 8.30 and you're scrambling. Oh, oh, oh I'm here. Okay, here we go. What if you left at 8 o'clock? And you got to work at like 8.20. Oh, wow. And you weren't rushing and you weren't having to run around and you weren't have to dodge, you know, people on the on the freeway. Do you see how if we control a little bit of how we do things, how we approach things, it can actually help us in our anxiety. When we don't do that, we actually can create anxiety that doesn't need to be right. So how we approach things is important plan ahead, be informed, be prepared. Those are things that you have direct control over. Now, I understand you're driving down the road and your tire blows out. Okay, well, you don't have a control over that. Okay, so yeah, you're going to have some anxiety, but at least it wasn't because you contributed to it. Now, now it's just the things of life, right? Because the things of life are going to bring enough, and that's my point, the things of life are going to bring enough anxiety already. Don't add to it. Don't add to it. When we can do something about it. Oh, this next one, woo, it's a big one. We often create anxiety through the voices that we allow to speak into us. Voices. Remember, words create worlds. Other people's words can create some negative things in you as well. Other people's words can create anxiety in you that God had never intended you to have. See, we struggle with fear and anxiety, and as we do that, we need to examine what voices are we allowing into our life? What voices are we allowing to speak into our soul? Do you hang around people that tend to gossip, that always talk about the drama and the negative in their life? Anybody? Now, you don't have to look at the person next to you, but how many People in here have somebody in your life like that. Oh, come on, doesn't have to be the one next to you. Now, okay, I'm just saying. But here's the, here's the thing: at some point, that voice is going to have an impact on you. At some point, it's going to get into you. It's going to get into you. So beca- now, does that mean we just ignore people? And no, but you have to be aware of the voices that you're allowing to speak into you, into your life. What about social media? That's a voice that's speaking into your life, whether you recognize it or not. Media in general. How much time are you consuming that stuff? You know, if you keep eating spiritual junk food long enough, you're going to get sick. If you keep eating and feasting on spiritual junk food by allowing voices into your spirit, you are eventually going to feel the effect of that. The Bible says, guard your heart. That's what it's talking about. Guard your heart. Guard what gets in you. Because out of that comes your life. (laughs) Out of your heart comes your life. Guard the voices that you are allowing into your spirit. You know, it's amazing. Pastor Karen and I like to watch a little TV at night like 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 most people and we've got a couple shows over the years that we've looked at and said I mean it's not that bad but you know we kind of start looking at it afterwards and say eh, and then we turn on say something like the chosen it's an amazing difference in the spirit that's all of a sudden surrounding our living room i'm telling you what you put in what you allow into your spirit will impact you. And so when we watch The Chosen, what do we end up talking about? Oh, wow. We end up crying. We end up saying, wow, look at what Jesus did. Look at how that applies to my life. As opposed to watching some, you know, crime show that says, oh, God, that's terrible. (laughs) I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, it's... What we allow into our spirits makes a difference. The voices that you allow into your life make a difference. In fact... I've heard it said, and I believe this is, uh, has a lot of validity and truth. You are the sum of the five people that you hang out the most with. Did you ever hear that? You are the sum of the five people that you hang out the most with. It's powerful. What voices are you allowing into your world? All right. Let's go to number four. Here's a, here's a fourth way that we can kind of sometimes self-sabotage, or or in other words, allow anxiety into our life when we don't necessarily need to. And that's this. We create fear and anxiety through our expectations. So what does that mean? Well, here's, here's the deal. We get anxious when we expect life to be easy, and then it's not. <laughs> but here, you know, just... Oh, I just want to live the dream. I just, we have this expectation, right? And as my wife knows, one of my most famous sayings in life is unrealistic expectations. Because that's such a problem for us. When we have unrealistic expectations, it leads to what? Disappointment. It leads to doubt. It leads to anxiety. So instead of this expectation that every, life's just going to be great, even though throughout this book right here, Jesus himself and other apostles clearly state, you're going to have trouble in this world. Matter of fact, Jesus said, you're going to follow me. You can expect trouble. That's what he said. You can expect it. Get ready. So if we instead understand the attitude that, look, we have an enemy that's going to bring trouble our way that that's the place that we're coming from instead of this unrealistic expectation that everything's just going to be cupcakes and rainbows. It's just going to be great. And then when that doesn't happen, we get anxious, right? Instead of that, we say, yeah, we know we have an enemy who is literally trying to destroy us. And we have that real understanding. Then we can actually come from a place of preparation. We can actually say, since I know that, then I need to prepare for that. How do I prepare for that? The Bible says, put on the armor of God. Part of that armor is his word, right? If you want to know how to defeat the enemy, if you want to know how to go up against the enemy, you need to know what God says about how to do that. You don't make it up on your own. You don't say, oh, I think, no. There's clear instructions in here about how to do that. That's the thing. There is a way to meet and defeat the enemy. But we need to know that. We, so we need to have a mindset of let's put on the armor of God. Let's not have an expectation everything's just going to be cool and easy. Let's, let's go into it knowing, hey, we're in a battle here, right? we got to prepare for that. And Pastor Karen's preached some great sermons on that over the last month on that topic. Really powerful. All right. Here's the the, the fifth way that I think we can bring anxiety into our life that we don't need to. And that is this. We bring anxiety through shame. Oh, man. Shame is one of the most powerful weapons that our enemy tries to use against us because he knows it's going to keep us anxious. There's this thought when we have shame that our past is somehow going to catch up to us, right? Isn't that, you know, we're we're looking back. I've done this. I'm just just anxious. I'm worried that's going to catch up to me sometime. My past is somehow going to catch up to me. But my friends, what I'm here to tell you is Jesus paid the price for your past already. Come on. Jesus already paid the price. On that cross, he paid the price for your past. Your past ain't coming back. Come on, get that in your spirit. Your past ain't coming back. It ain't nothing but a thing. Come on. Your past is not coming. In Christ, you ain't got no past. As a matter of fact, it says in 2 Corinthians, we are actually a new creation in Christ. That old you is gone. That old past you had, gone. Matter of fact, when, when people go into the waters of baptism today, that's one of the things they're celebrating. Their old life is gone. Come on. Let's clap for that. Come on, their old life is going to be gone, and your old life is gone. Your past ain't coming back. It ain't nothing but a thing. Well, I don't want to leave you now with just the problems. Is it okay if I give you some solutions? isn't that what God's so good about? He doesn't just point out the problem matter. He, he gave the ultimate solution. His name is Jesus, right? So God just didn't say, well, here's the problem. All y'all are sinful, and I ain't got no way to get you back. No, let me give you the solution. So like I gave you five problems, I'm going to give you five solutions. Five ways that you and I can combat fear and anxiety. First one is this. I want you to do this with me. Breathe. One more time. Just take a deep breath. The first solution is to breathe. To breathe. And when you're breathing, you're breathing in God's grace, His goodness, His mercy, and you're breathing that out over your anxiety, over your situation. This is what Romans 8, 38 says. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither are what fears for today nor are worries about tomorrow fears and worries can't separate us from the love of god not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love you see when we stop and we remember that we have god's love with us all the time we literally can be anxious about nothing That's how we do it. We start by breathing in the truth about who God is, and then breathing out that same truth over those anxieties, over those worries. Come on. Let me give you a second way. Remember. Remember. Wow. You know, you're here today because at some point God's brought you through something to get you here. If nothing else, he woke you up this morning. I mean, just... Say that. But how many people are here are grateful for some things that God has brought you through? Besides me, come on. <laughs> come on. How many people are grateful for some things God has brought you through already? And that's the second thing we can do is remember those things. As a matter of fact, this is what it says in Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12. It says, but then a psalmist said this, but then I recall all you have done. Oh, Lord, I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts, and I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Man, when you remember God's faithfulness in your past, it's going to encourage you for today. When you remember what he's already done, it gives you hope that he can still do and let me tell you what, I know what this personally looks like in many ways. But there's one currently right now that I'm having to walk through on this very thing right now. My oldest daughter uh, is currently battling uh, breast cancer. She's right in the middle of the fight. In fact, she has one of the most um, difficult kinds of cancer to, to deal with. And when I first got that news, if if I'm... Truthful, I, I I was a bit troubled. My heart was a bit anxious. But then I remembered that I also had a youngest son who battled cancer as a child and has now been cancer free for over twenty years. And I remembered God's goodness, I remembered God's grace in getting us through that and in healing him. And now I'm leaning on that. I'm leaning on that for my daughter's healing. You see, God is faithful. And I cannot tell you how much of a comfort, much peace that brings to my heart to remember what he's already done. Whatever you're facing today, I want you to remember some things God has done for you. And you know what? Some some people let me let me just say this, you know, I've 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 met people and and people tell me, Well, Pastor, God, yeah, I mean, I've never seen God really do anything in my life yet or whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't you start now? Why don't you let God do something in your life now so that the next time something comes up, you are gonna have something to remember. You are going to have some most of us have actually been through something. okay? but there's some people maybe they didn't know Jesus. They don't. Hey, and you're new in this. Let God do some things for you now. Let him show you his faithfulness now so that the next time in my friends, there's going to be a next time. There's going to be a next time. So then you will be able to remember the goodness of God. You will remember what he's doing for you right now. The power to remember is a powerful weapon against anxiety and against fear. Let me show you the third thing we can do to help combat our anxiety. Ask. (laughs) Just simply ask. You know, God is actually waiting for you and I to just ask him. Do you know how many scriptures I could quote right now? James, one of them. It says, just ask God. He is freely giving to people is what James says. Go do a Bible search about asking God, and you're going to find this many scriptures. God is just waiting for us to ask. Jojo, if you'll come. In fact, this is what it says in Matthew 21, verse 22. It says, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have the faith. You know, Pastor Karen's really good about this. I've watched this lady over the years pray bold prayers. And I mean, how many people know Pastor Karen and have prayed with her before? This lady knows how to pray bold prayers. And it encourages me because, you know, what's so awesome is I've seen so many of those prayers answered. I haven't seen every one because, remember, God's on an ATM machine now. But just because he doesn't answer every prayer the way we want doesn't mean we should stop asking. Come on now. But I'm telling you, yeah, we, we can clap for that. Come on. That, that, that's, you clap for God. But that should never discourage us from praying bold prayers. We should always, God can handle your prayers. And actually, most of the time, he wants to actually give you more than you even ask for. His word says he actually wants to give you more than you actually could hope or imagine. He has the answers for you that you haven't even thought of yet. (laughs) But you've got to ask for them. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. And the truth is, sometimes we want to try and do things our own way, don't we? Don't do that. Proverbs tells us that we should trust God and not our own understanding. Do it God's way. Let him show you. Get your pride out of the way things I got to worry about. You know, I have these ideas, God, this is what I want to do. And then he'll, he'll show me something. Oh no, I've, I've got something actually different than that. And by the way, a lot better than what you were thinking. (laughs) That's, that's how it works, right? That, that's how it works. So ask God, trust him, but know this, you're not bothering him. God, isn't too busy for your prayers. God, you know, if you, is there something you're thinking about, praying about, say, I don't know if God has time for that. No, he's numbered the hairs on your head. Do you understand? He cares about every part of who you are. He cares about every part of your life. There's nothing that you can ask God for that he isn't waiting for you to ask him about. Fourth way that we can deal with this fear and anxiety There's a word called focus, focus. You know, even when we can't see Jesus in the storm sometimes, right? Sometimes these storms of anxiety, of worry, are just coming at us so fast and so hard. Sometimes it's hard to see Jesus in that, but we can still see him with our spiritual eyes. That's, That's the thing. The way we do that, though, is through focusing on him. I want you to think about this statement. You magnify what you focus on. You magnify what you focus on. Whatever your focus is, that's what you're going to make bigger, right? So the question is, what do you want to make bigger, God or your anxiety? You know, when Peter was called out of the boat to walk to Jesus, Jesus said, okay, just keep your eyes on me. And as long as his focus remained on Jesus, what happened? He walked on water. But the minute he began to take his focus off Jesus and start being more concerned about all the things around him, what happened? He started to sink. But here's the good news. Even when he started to sink, what did Jesus do? He pulled him right back up. So even if you you get off the mark, put your focus back on Jesus, and he will rescue you. Remember, you magnify what you focus on on. Keep your focus on Jesus. When anxiety comes, when worry comes, don't focus on the worry and the anxiety. Keep your focus on Jesus and he will get you through it. He is more than says the spirit in us is more powerful than anything else in this world. It's more powerful than any worry you have. It's more powerful than any anxiety or any fear that you have. Keep your focus on Jesus. One last thing when it comes to dealing with our anxiety and our fear. Elevate, elevate. You know, the higher you go, the lower the atmospheric pressure is. You know that. So like the atmospheric pressure on earth is 29 millibars or whatever whatever that measurement is. But the higher you go, the less the pressure becomes. It's the same thing when we're facing problems if we'll start elevating our thoughts toward God in those problems, our pressure is going to become lighter. And how do we elevate? By praise. By praise and worship. That's how you, when, when you're faced with worry, when you're faced with anxiety, focus on God through praise. When we elevate God in our praise and put him in, the place we're magnifying him, right? We're saying, God, you're more powerful than my worry. You're more powerful than my fear, right? We, we praise him in that. We let him know that praise for you could be singing. It could be reading his word. It could be praying lots of different ways to pray. But the thing is, instead of staying down here on earth and letting that pressure, Get on your shoulders when fear and anxiety come. Elevate. Come up and meet God. Show him that he is more powerful. He already knows he's more powerful. <laughs> you got to get the, the message, right? That he's more powerful than any of our problems. This is what Psalm 42, 11 says. King David said, why are you down? He's speaking to himself now. Why are you? cast down on my soul. And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God for I shall again, what praise him, my salvation and my God. You know, at this time, King David was facing a lot of trial, a lot of trouble. His soul was weary. I'm sure if you were to ask him, you got some fear and anxiety going on right now? I think this scripture is pretty evident that he did. But what's he doing? He's reminding himself. He's speaking to his own soul. He's saying, soul, come on. Come on. Let's praise God. Because God had already gotten him. He used the memory here for a minute. He remembered God had already gotten him through so much. And he knew that the path to his peace was in his praise. That's what he remembered. The path to peace was in praising God. That's what he reminded himself of. So when you are in a tough spot, when you are filled with anxiety and worry, I'm telling you, there's few better ways than to start praising God as a way to get out of it, as a way to deal with it. My friends, fear is nothing new to mankind. The Apostle Peter said that in this life we're going to have trouble. And trouble is oftentimes an open door for fear and anxiety. However, even when the trouble comes, we can live unafraid by cultivating in us a heart that is anxious for nothing. You can keep fear and anxiety out of your heart when you remember to breathe in God's presence of love and breathe out His grace over your fear and anxiety. When you remember God's faithfulness in the past, it will bring you encouragement in the fight that you're in right now. When you ask God for what you need, you can count on his faithfulness and that he will answer you. And when you keep your focus on Jesus, you magnify him because he's greater than any problem that you may be facing. And finally, when we elevate God through our praise and our worship, all of a sudden our fear and our anxiety begins to slowly fade away. Will you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, God, we love you so much. Thank you, God, for always being with us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. For God, we need it so desperately and in the times when anxiety and worry come our way. God, it's your grace and your mercy that wake us up every day and give us hope for a new day. Lord, I know right now in this room and with people within the sound of my voice, there's people going through some things right now, God, that are truly frightening to us. There are people here who have problems that keep them up at night. God, we're praying that you bring your peace to our hearts and to our minds right now. Let that peace flow over us and wash away our anxiety and our stress and our fears. And God, we thank you that you are not only the God of love, but you are the God of peace for your peace and your comfort and the fact that you never leave us or forsake us. We are so grateful. And for that, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, listen, just keep every eye closed right now, every head bowed. I wonder if there's somebody here today who needs God's peace. You're at the end of what you know what to do. Some of you, maybe even at the end of your rope, Maybe you've tried to figure things out on your own and it's just not working. Well, it's time to stop doing it on your own. It's time to stop trying to figure things out all by yourself. And you're sensing that now is the time that you're ready to let God take control of your life. If that's you today, and you're ready to surrender the fight, give your life now to Jesus, and make Him the Lord and Savior of your life, will you just pray a simple prayer with me? And I want to invite anybody here who has already given their life to Jesus, who already has experienced this peace and this presence. Will you just pray this with us also, just in support of someone whose one day to do that is today? Would you just say this with me, Lord Jesus? I repent of my sin. Today, I ask you to forgive me and to wash me clean. Lord, come into my heart. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.